0: This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting
1: entertainment. Hello, college football fans, and welcome to the Primetime Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, young Brandon Swanson. Hey, hey, hey! And today we are we're kind of we're kind of coming at you later in the week. This week, usually we're around Monday, Tuesday. It had some stuff going on this week. Couldn't get the podcast to you until later in the week. It's Thursday right now as we are recording this podcast. But we still got a jam-packed show for you guys. Going to be talking about Notre Dame. Should they be forced into a football conference? We're going to be talking about Utah and whether or not they have the stuff to run the table in the Pac-12. And then we're going to end the show talking some Big 12 football and the Michigan Wolverines. But... Let's start with the big headline of the podcast, Brandon. You're Notre Dame Fighting Irish, where they're going up against number 12 Clemson this week, and Dabo Sweeney, who's the coach of Clemson, he didn't really say an opinion of it. Like, you know, they should be, most coaches, they come out and say, well, they should be in a conference here, and this is, I'll tell you why. He didn't exactly do that. He just said, you know what? I was asked whether or not, They should be in a conference and play a 13-game schedule. He said, I gave an answer. My answer was yes. He's like, do I care about Notre Dame and what they do? No, I I care about the Clemson Tigers. However, he still gave an answer that, yes, Notre Dame should be in a conference and play 13 games. What do you think about that? Should Notre Dame be in a conference?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, why shouldn't they be? I mean, I think every team should be in a conference. We shouldn't have this one team out there kind of, mm-hmm. by not rogue, but out there by themselves as like an independent. Like, we'll, we're, we're still going to get our ranking, but we're going to have one less game and it's going to look better for us. But ultimately, maybe it doesn't look better for them because of how things will go in the end with when it comes down to who's going to make the playoff or not. But, no, I mean, I think Notre Dame, I love them to death, but I think that they should be within a conference because then that way they can say, hey, we did have that extra game, we won that game, we did everything we were supposed to in that sense. You know, there you go. I mean, then you no one can have anything against them. Not that mm-hmm. I'll... I wasn't saying that people do have something against them for not being in one, but I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are people who who say, you know, what what what's up with this? We have to be in a conference. Why can't we be like Notre Dame? What, what if we just left the conference and went and did what Notre what Notre Dame is doing right now, Kinda being by ourselves? Kind of like
1: ourselves? what BYU did. They used to be in the Mountain West. Now they're an independent.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I think we we want to encourage more teams to be in a conference mm-hmm. than not be in a conference.
1: Well, and the thing I think of and when I. My answer for this is also, I I don't think me and you are in disagreement here. Yes, but no. The reason being is, with Notre Dame, if right now, I feel like right now, if they were forced to join a conference, they would join the ACC. And right now, the way they're scheduled, the little agreement they have, they have Georgia Tech, Clemson, Pitt, Wake Forest, and Virginia. So five games from the ACC that lets them play other games like Stanford to end the season, USC in the middle of this, or in two weeks, they're going to play USC. They also get to play teams like Texas that they played earlier in the year. Now, do I like that part? Do I like that, okay, they can branch out and play other ranked teams to help themselves in the playoffs? Yes, but at the same time, I just sit there and i rather have it one way or the other with Notre Dame. If you're going to go ahead and say, okay, we're going to make an agreement with the ACC to play, we got to play X amount of ACC teams a year, then I say, yes, just fucking join the conference. Either be in the conference or don't be in the conference. That's my view on it.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I think that, uh, but I think that, though, if, if they're if they are in a conference, it really kind of just— clears up any any of them. those issues. Yeah,
1: but it hurts them in a way. I can see the side where but Ricky, it hurts you because we don't get to play number 17 uh USC, we don't get to play number 18 Stanford. We don't get to play Texas. I mean, Texas isn't as good as Texas used to be, but they don't get to play those big name teams if they're in the ACC because as of right now and I'm using Georgia Tech's schedule, as kind of like the blueprint for the ACC. Texas Tech, or yeah, Georgia Tech plays one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games in the conference, four non-conference games. So that means Notre Dame would have to play eight ACC games and four non-conference games. Who's to say
0: they have to be in the ACC?
1: Well, I'm saying right now, if we were to put them in a conference because of their agreement with the ACC, I think most people would put them in that conference. If it's me, personally, I think Notre Dame belongs in the Big Ten. I
0: was just going to say, what that's think. what I think, too. There's no reason why they should be in the Atlantic Coastal <laughs> Conference. They're well, not an Atlantic Coastal team.
1: Okay, the only reason why I can see their ties to the ACC is because, like, for ba- look at basketball. Basketball, they're in the ACC. That's only because the Big East is no longer what the Big East used to be. And in football, we don't even have the Big East anymore. It's now the um, American Athletic Conference. So, I mean, I kind of feel like maybe Notre Dame's thinking, well, yeah, we used to be in the Big East. Let's just move to the ACC because it's kind of like the same region of teams. However, me, I've always thought since I was a kid, ever since I've been playing the NCAA video games, when they added the feature to... Like move conferences in the off season. First thing I would do is put Notre Dame in the in the Big Ten, just boom, right there, Big Ten. Get a Big Ten Michigan game back going. They get to play the Buckeyes, Michigan State. You can get a their Purdue rivalry. You can start a rivalry with Indiana. There, it's just they're right there in the region. Why not be in the Big Ten? But I know a lot of you are probably. Screaming at your computer screens right now, going, Ricky, geographics don't matter,
0: but Ricky, also the thing is though they wouldn't lose out on competition if
1: they were I mean, in the if big you can come no. to the
0: big ten, you have competition, you have your elitist competition mm-hmm. right there, I mean that's where you're getting it. Those are the your top teams right now, I mean, as opposed to. Uh, I, I guess, you know, some of the teams that they're playing now, I mean, those are more top-tier teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, if anything, they can go to the SEC. But, you know, uh, I, I think that would be a, uh, that would not be a wise move. It, it well, doesn't make no sense. It, exactly. It doesn't make sense. Yeah.
1: Whereas, and I'm looking right now, hypothetically, hypothetically, if they joined the Big Ten, the Big Ten would have to add another team. Originally, like, my perfect world is I would add Notre Dame to the Big Ten East. I would add Missouri to the Big Ten West. And I know a ton of SEC fans just threw a stink at their computer screen because they're like, well, wait, wait, wait. You can't take Mizzou away from us. Mizzou's a good team. The only reason I would put Mizzou in the Big Ten West to add that other team is maybe it's because of my Illinois bias I really hate and really miss the arch the arch rivalry that we haven't gotten in football in forever. The Mizzou Champagne, where we they call it the arch rivalry, and they had like a picture of the St. Louis arch. They'd play in St. Louis. I mean, when Illinois plays them in basketball.
0: Oh, it's a big rivalry. It's a big
1: rivalry. They get the Bragg and Rights trophy oh, yeah. and I would love to see that again. That way you've get. Notre Dame in the Big Ten East with Penn State, Indiana. Well, Indiana is towards the bottom, but Michigan State, Ohio State, Michigan, Maryland, Rutgers. All these teams get a shot at Notre Dame. And I mean, yeah, I said earlier, yeah, you don't get to play USC or Stanford if you do this. Take out USC and Stanford, number 17 and 18. Put in Ohio State, Michigan State, 1-2 just gets better
0: yeah exactly exactly and i think if i'm notre dame i'm looking at where am i gonna go that's going to make me look the best Mm -hmm. you know that's what that's what i would be that's what i would be doing but if they have contractual agreements then that's what they have to ultimately stick to that's what they have to go by
1: and i mean i'm looking at the acc right now and at the top 25 the acc teams that are in the top 25 at the moment Florida State's at 11, Clemson's at 12, we're going right down, they're the only two, they're the only two, whereas, I mean, the Big Ten isn't that much better, but they're a little bit better, you got Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, you have Wisconsin, you have Northwestern, that's five teams compared to two, between the two conferences. And I mean, it kind of another thing that Dabo kind of mentioned, and you can kind of throw this into the Notre Dame joining a conference pot. It's kind of like how the Big 12 should have a 13 game schedule. Why don't they have that 13th game? Why don't they? Why don't they have that conference championship to solidify a winner? Why not make all power fives created equally?
0: It doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? No. I mean, but, but but what were people thinking when they when they went through it and you know this one's got a, a championship game this one's got a championship game but
1: the Big 12 yeah. used to but but but
0: why do they take that away
1: well what here here's what it used to be you had the Big 12 conference as it is right now however you have to add in Nebraska Colorado Texas A&M Missouri all four of those teams used to be in the Big 12 Conference. you got to take away, though, West Virginia, because they used to be in the ACC, I believe, and TCU used to be in the Mountain West. You have, okay, you've got, first off, the first move was Nebraska says, bye, guys, we're going to go play in the Big 10. You have Colorado say, well, you know what? We're kind of at the bottom of the Big 12. We're going to go play with the Pac-12 more of a West Coast swing. Then you had the other move of Missouri and Texas A&M moving to the SEC to play better conferences. And I mean, you saw Missouri came in, they held their own right away. Texas A&M, it took them a little bit in a Johnny football to get their feet in the SEC play. And just to save themselves, the Big 12 had to add TCU, which now is looking like, a good addition, and they had to add West Virginia as well.
0: Well, there you go, but I still don't think that uh, makes sense that they have not then implemented themselves with a Big 12 championship game.
1: Because right now they got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 10, 5, and 5. You could have that, but most of We've the We've talked time, about
0: this before, though. We have talked about this mo- before. Yeah,
1: but m- just to bring it up a little bit, not really in-depth, but the big thing is you got to have 6. Because the thing is, if you've got the 5 and 5, that means, okay, let me take TCU, for example. Whatever division they're in, that's four divisional games, and then you're going to play, like what, the other, what, five teams in the other division? I know you can say, well, Ricky, why not just have them like they do now? Everybody plays each other, so you get no weird tiebreakers and just have the top two teams. Or if you want to split them up into divisions, because everyone's playing each other anyways, you can just have, boom, division, division, who goes on. You yeah. could do that. Yeah, thing. I'm one of those, if
0: ev- I'm one of those people saying that.
1: If everyone's going to play each other, then I see no point not to because everyone's going to play each other anyways, and you don't have to figure out. Well, okay, you got to play their entire division, and we got to pick a few from here. No, everyone's going to play each other, and that's just how it's going to work. And I mean, getting back to Notre Dame, we talked about the ACC, but I think just the bottom line on it is. If they joined a conference, it would not hurt them as much as people would think. But let's move on to the other teams we we're going to talk about. Utah. I want to talk to them first. Let's go West Coast before we come back to the Midwest. Utah getting a huge win this past week. Well, I could say last week because we're already into week five of college football. 62-20 over the Oregon Ducks. Brandon, I'm going to ask you this question: Can the Utah Utes win the Pac-12 South?
0: Well, right now they're making a good case for it, aren't they? I, I did. I don't. I, along with a lot of other people, didn't expect to see that score. In all honesty, I wasn't able to watch any college football this past weekend due to uh, job responsibilities. But when I was sitting at home on Sunday morning and uh, saw that come across the screen on the bottom. I couldn't believe it, sixty-two
1: to twenty. Not just the score; it's who they beat. Oregon, yeah. Oregon. Oh, they yeah. They beat the powerhouse themselves.
0: Oh, I know Oregon. but that's why I'm saying that. I mean, by such a total forty-two
1: point difference. Just, just a little bit of kind of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just this may blow your mind; it may not. Preseason rankings, Oregon number seven in the country. Utah, not even in the top 25 with 36 votes. We're five, four weeks through the college football season. Utah's now at 10 with a number one vote because I'm assuming that their coach voted them number one, but they got one number one vote. Oregon dropped out of the rankings this week. They would be at twenty-seven. If we extended it to the top 27, they had 64 votes this week. Not enough to get into the top 25 though. So kind of just a reversal of, Hey, you know what? You were in the top 10. We were unranked. Yeah. How does it feel? Kind of a thing for Utah to Oregon.
0: Yeah. I, I can't believe it though. I mean, I guess I'm still in shock. I'm still in shock by that. Mm -hmm. I mean, seeing that, on the bottom of the screen, and then realizing that, you know, all this stuff with Vernon Adams comes over. He comes in. He's going to be this, quote-unquote, he's going to be the savior. He's going to be this guy. The not, guy. I would say guy. the savior. No, is I just, think so. Not the, savior, not the savior, but the guy who's going to take Oregon to the next level. because or I, keep
1: them at that level, that n- national no. championship level.
0: No, next level. To win Because it. I think people really thought they haven't won. Losing, You're right. losing Marcus Mariota— Big loss. They don't have him. They need a guy to step in Mm -hmm. who's going to give them the confidence and the talent to get there. And right now, they ain't getting there.
1: Do you want a fun fact I learned about Marcus Mariota coming into last week of the NFL season? Yeah. Apparently, him and Johnny Manziel were almost teammates at Oregon. Wow. Johnny Manziel apparently was committed to Oregon. They got Mariota, and something happened with Johnny Football where he decided to go to Texas A&M instead. Could you imagine if they would have been teammates at Oregon?
0: Well, one of them wouldn't have ended up the way. Well, Johnny Manziel kind of sucks now. Well, Johnny
1: Manziel played, what, two years before Mariota got good? Yeah. So maybe Johnny Football becomes Johnny Football, and then Mariota has to replace Johnny Football. But I don't know if Johnny Football becomes Johnny Football if he's not a Texas A&M Aggie. Here's the thing about Utah, though, that, I mean— I don't want, <laughs> fans, I don't want to feel like I'm a Utah doubter, but I'm going to doubt a little bit because this week they go up against, or not this week, next week, they go up against Cal. They got the bye this week. They go up against, right now, 24 Cal. November, or October 24th at USC. November 21st versus UCLA. Those are three big opponents. May- maybe USC. I mean, if Stanford could go into Southern Cal and beat them, I think Utah could, especially like if you can go into Eugene and beat the Ducks 62-20, to 20, you could go into L.A. You didn't LA. just
0: beat the Ducks. You plucked them yeah. of all their feathers. You could
1: go into Southern Cal and beat the Trojans, especially if the Cardinal could. The game I'm interested in is I cannot wait for that November 21st game. I can't wait. The At Utah. UCLA. Utah. That's going to be the game that everyone's talking about that week. I'm going to call it right now. College game day is going to be at that. They're going to be in Utah. That day. They're going to be there that Saturday. Because the Pac-12 South is going to ride on that game. That's going to be the semifinal to get into the Pac-12 title game.
0: And I and I think I know who you're rooting for.
1: <sighs> I don't know.
0: I want. Oh, I UC think a... I already know who you're rooting for. Who do you think? Oh, Utah, all I the way. kind see teams <sighs> get good, and Ricky. Clue quickly jumps on the bandwagon <laughs> with look at, them. Look at BYU. Utah's won three games in a row. I'm gonna pick them.
1: <laughs> what about BYU? How huh? I yeah, jumped yeah, on that yeah, bandwagon? Yeah, I know,
0: I know. That's how you are. And then
1: they lost by one point to UCLA. I don't know though. <laughs> UCLA's been a team that they they surprised me this year because I mean, who knew that the freshman quarterback Rosen was gonna do it? Except for the BYU game where he didn't look that great. He hasn't looked, that's been the only game where he looked like a freshman. Am I wrong? So, I mean, I kind of want to side with, if you had to ask me right now who's going to win that game, I'd go Jim Moore's Bruins. However, if both these teams continue to win, it could get a little interesting. It also could get interesting if Arizona decides to play upset to Utah the week before they play the Bruins.
0: Well see, I think right now with that the UCLA game and the Utah the UCLA Utah game is mm-hmm. gonna be interesting and it's going to be I think the for me mainly because I think it's a game if we have Rosen playing quarterback the way he has shown that he can play quarterback. Mm-hmm. That game, what was it, against BYU where they won by one
1: point? Three INTs, I believe, in the But he game. had
0: he had I think he had three interceptions in the first half. Yeah. It was ugly. If he plays like that, Utah will trounce him. He has got to play better to be able to make that game even noteworthy.
1: Can we flip over to the other side of the Pac-12 too? Yeah. Because there's a team, and I'm I'm sorry I overlooked them in the intro to this podcast, but they weren't even ranked in the top 25 AP, in our MVP preseason top 25, 4-0, one and zero in the conference right now. I know it's early, but can Cal make a run? What's the odds we see a Utah, either a Utah Cal or a UCLA Cal? Because right now, to me,
0: are you talking like in the playoff, in the Pac twelve title game? Oh, in the Pac, okay. in the Pac twelve title talking game playoff. I'm like, Ricky, no, 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 I don't no, think no. so, man. No
1: Pac twelve title game because the the Pac twelve North may not have been as a runaway race for Oregon, as we thought. Because in the preseason, me and you were on the same page. Oregon runs. We were like, this was our Pac-12 podcast in a nutshell. Oregon runs away with the North. UCLA, USC, Arizona, and Arizona State. We didn't even mention Utah. They're fighting it out for the Pac-12 South. This is what I love about college football, by the way. How wrong you are. And I'm not saying, like, you personally. I just mean the collective you. We could say me especially because we know how I love bold prediction Mondays. But we could say anything we want in the preseason, and we just get proven wrong. Once the season, once the games actually matter, we get proven wrong. I mean, Oregon. Who thought Oregon would be two and two, zero and one in the Pac-12, entering week five of the season, unranked?
0: No, I I don't I don't think so. I don't think anyone would have known that. And and I think that that's one of the that's one of the most exciting parts of college football, because you know you're going to be wrong, but you don't know who you're going to be wrong about, and you don't know who that sleeper's going to be that just rises up and becomes this star of a team. And I, and I love that about college football. I absolutely do.
1: Can I make a... I'm not going to say this is going to happen, but I am going to say... I'm kind of going to make a bold prediction without actually making the prediction. You ready? I feel like if Cal, with their schedule of, here's some big teams they have to play in conference, at Utah, at UCLA, home against USC, at Stanford, those are the ranked ones. They also have to play at Eugene. If they go undefeated this season and win the Pac-12, part of me feels... Like, two things will happen. You're talking about Cal? Cal. The Golden Bears. Two things will happen if they go undefeated this season. One, they could have enough to get into the playoff. Could. Could have enough to get into the playoff. And the only reason I think they get in is because Michigan State, Ohio State, whoever loses their game against each other is sitting at home. And that... We're going to take that little like thing I just said, we're going to push it over to the side for our last talking point on this podcast. So I'll come back to Ohio State and Michigan State. But also, Cal quarterback Jared Goff, if he comes out, if they go undefeated this season and they make the playoff, he will be drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. Because somebody in the NFL that needs a quarterback is going to bite on him. I'm not getting into whether he should should be a first-rounder, shouldn't be. If they go undefeated and make the college football playoff, we're going to be talking about Jared Goff, first-round draft pick for somebody in the 2016 draft.
0: Well, here's the thing. I'll make it very simple for you. Okay. He won't be because that's not going to happen.
1: Unless the Cardinals want him. Cardinals get a late draft pick. They go ahead and take uh, the quarterback out of uh, California.
0: Sorry, Ricky. It's not going to happen.
1: Didn't Aaron Rodgers go to Cal? Or is that his brother? I thought Aaron Rodgers went to Cal. He was from Wisconsin but went to Cal.
0: I don't remember where Aaron Rodgers went, nor do I give a shit.
1: Brandon doesn't care because he's a Bears fan. But I'm going to give you this before we move on to the last talking point. First, Utah. Give me a, right now entering week five, I know it's early, percentage that they win the Pac-12 South. I'll go 50. I was going to say 50, but I'm going to go 40. 40%. And the only reason I'm going 40, there's a sliver of a chance that the Trojans do it. I wanted to say 50-50 between them and the Bruins. Well, because I was going to say. Sliver a chance for because the Because I was going
0: to say, I, I, I'm uh, still surprised that you you were on the USC bandwagon for week one, week two, week three,
1: and now we're here. And maybe I've fallen down to earth. And also, I did some research. Aaron Rodgers went to college in California, born in California, Went to, oh, I had it at the college. He went to Cal. I believe it's on here. I just lost it. No, he did, yeah, he did go to Cal. I was thinking of Colin Kaepernick. Kaepernick plays in California. He was the Wisconsin boy, grew up cheering for the Packers. So I had A. Raj and Kaepernick mixed in my head. The other Pac 12 team. Same thing percentage Cal wins the North. Well, <laughs> I mean, who do you want? Cale, Stanford, Washington, Washington State's only a game behind Cale. Well. But Washington State hasn't played a conference yeah, game
0: yet. I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm going to have to probably go with about
1: 70% on that one. I was going to say 75 to 70% as well, especially with, I don't want to say how bad Oregon has looked, but how bad Oregon has looked. Yeah, it's
0: like you didn't even say season. it.
1: Here's the last thing I want to talk about in this podcast. Earlier today, I got a tweet. Didn't get to listen to it before we started to record this podcast. I played it for both of us. Today, Colin Cowherd on The Herd, on now Fox Sports One, had analyst, FS1 analyst Joel Klatt, on, and they were talking Michigan football. And Klatt said something that may ruffle some feathers. In the Big Ten, but I was saying this way before in our prediction videos. He said the clear statement, Michigan will beat either Ohio State or Michigan State this season. What do you think? I think that... He's not saying both. He's saying one one or the
0: other. other. Well, I think that people are really quick to be able to say, hey, this team's doing really well right now. I think they'll probably go in and... uh, you know, beat whoever and whoever and whoever. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I don't know about that. I. I think that Michigan really has not. Um, <laughs> that I, personally, they haven't played anybody. To me, they really haven't. They played not Utah. even
1: BYU, who they was played, ranked.
0: They played Utah before Utah was Utah. Mm-hmm. They played or- Oregon State, UNLV, and then they played BYU. Maybe BYU wasn't exactly who we thought they were either. They played a, a Utah. Did we let them off the hook? We let them off the <laughs> damn hook. No, but like Utah, you know, maybe they they played Utah. They lost to Utah, but maybe Utah really is that good team. Mm-hmm. They played BYU. They whooped BYU in a shutout, thirty-one to nothing. Maybe BYU isn't so good. Michigan, they've got to win a couple more games for me. Handily. To be able to, for me to say, oh, yeah, okay. Like Maryland. They're playing, you know, they're playing Maryland this weekend. You know, if they get a big win there. Okay, maybe I trust them a little bit more. Then they play Northwestern. They get a big win against Northwestern. Okay, you know. Now we got Michigan State on the schedule. Okay, maybe they'll give them a game. But I don't know about that. Michigan State's pretty darn good. They didn't get to number two by playing some sissy-ass teams. They got to number two because they are a monster of a team.
1: So... I may, have, I may have done something during the preseason that coming into this podcast, I was not... I didn't think I did this. So, coming into this podcast, before me and Brandon hit the record button, my early thought was, yeah, they'll beat one of them, Ohio State. Look at how Ohio State has struggled this year. If NIU could almost beat Ohio State... A Jim Harbaugh-coached Michigan team with Jabril Peppers, with R- Rudock if he starts playing like he's been playing of late, if Ty Isaac has a big game with it seems like they're kind of running back flavor of the week. However, me in my preseason haste, I did not only have Ohio State losing to Michigan, But I had Michigan State losing to Michigan as well. So the way I have it going down, if we're going by my preseason rankings or predictions, Michigan beats Ohio State. Michigan beats Michigan State. Ohio State beats Michigan State. So the way, if we go by that, my Big Ten standings would look On that side of the bracket, Michigan number one, Ohio State number two, Michigan State number three. I am going to change it after seeing some football. I'm not sure that the Spartans lose to the Wolverines, but I'm quite positive, probably 90% positive, that the Buckeyes fall to Michigan State, especially if the Spartans beat them. If the Spartans can beat Ohio State... No question, given that game to the Wolverines. The OSU game, I'm saying. Well, OSU doesn't look like the same team they were last year.
0: Well, Ricky, what I'm going to do is when we're done here with the podcast, I'm going to get on the phone and call you a nice <laughs> doctor because you're nuts.
1: Am I talking crazy Crazy talk, Brandon?
0: As, as I, I, I heard a term <laughs> a couple of weekends ago that doesn't make much sense to me. It was in a song. And I can't remember what the song was called, but okay. in the song it said, "You talking out your necklace." <laughs> so that's what you're doing. I don't know what that means. I'm talking
1: out my necklace. I don't. You're I'm not, not even wearing, wearing a necklace. necklace.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Jinx, show me a coke, by the way. But uh, do kids still say that? Jinx, show me a coke. Jinx, show me a soda. Hmm. Coke soda, same
0: thing. Coke soda bubbler.
1: <laughs> but no, um, I seriously. Pop. I seriously think
0: like I I don't I don't know. I don't I don't know. Even with even with where Ohio State is right now, they're not the Ohio State from no. last year. They're clearly not. And, and
1: Cardell Jones is the reason. Well,
0: Car, Cardale <laughs> Car, Cardale Jones really needs to get his act together otherwise I, you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's going to be it, it's going to be JT Barrett. That you know that's it's as simple as that. If he cannot perform well, he, it's going to be Barrett. And I think it was was it Urban Meyer that said, you know, I'm I'm gonna stick with him. He did all right, he performed okay, I'm still gonna go with him. So as long as a coach continues to go with him, I'm going with him. You're right. And and I, and I I agree with the decision to go with him, but you know, um I, I think that if if there's more poor decision making mm-hmm. He's got to go. And if there's more to p- poor decision-making, he does not go. <laughs> By the time <laughs> they got to play Michigan, yeah, maybe then, then we have ourselves a ball game, and, See, and it's in I, favor uh, of Michigan. But but I don't know, Ricky. I don't know. I wouldn't say straight up they, they beat both of them. What were you smoking back then?
1: Preseason haste, that's what I said. And you know what's another reason why not only a well-coached, I, I have to say the phrase, well-coached Jim Harbaugh team, when I talk about Michigan, because we're seeing it right now. Last year, Michigan is one in, they're not three and one at this point. They're one in three. They probably lose to Oregon State, beat UNLV, lose to BYU, if they're coached by Brady Hoke right now.
0: You know what it's all about, though, right? That when Harbaugh Good came coaching, in. coaching? No, no.
1: Harbaugh knows how to coach? No, that's
0: not it. His khakis. Har- no, Har- <laughs> not his. Harbaugh came in. He gave every player on the team a brand new pair of khakis, and he said, guys, <laughs>
1: this is going to lead us to victory.
0: It's not my khakis, but yours that'll do it.
1: Wear your khakis to class every day. But, I mean, I, I really, with all the success, the, the early three, I'm going to call three and one a success for the Wolverines, I got to give it all to Harbaugh because he's – The thing about Jim Harbaugh, no matter where he's gone, he's proved that, hey, well-coached teams can win games. I mean, look at his time at Stanford. Stanford wasn't no joke. Then look at his time in the NFL. He goes to the NFL, and the big thing I remember saying on the onside kick was, okay, okay. We got to see what happens here, because usually coaches don't make that jump from college to pro and have success like that.
0: A lot but of them don't have success ever
1: at all. But he goes from 2010, a 12 and one overall season, eight and one with Stanford, a win in the Orange Bowl. He goes to San Fran in 2011. Boom, 13-3, an NFC Championship bid. Lost to the Giants, who we all know what the Giants did. They do what they always do, beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It's just what they do. <laughs> then it's like, oh, well, you know what? Fluke year for Harbaugh. Next year, 11-4-1. Oh, only a Super Bowl appearance, which he lost to his brother. 2013, this is the year he falls off. 12-4. and four. NFC Championship appearance. Then we had okay. This was it. The fall off the eight and eight season would drove him to Michigan State. See an eight eight, Michigan, not Michigan State. An
0: eight and eight season would have got you a contract extension with the Chicago
1: Bears. Probably just saying. But hey, could be worse. You could have Mark Trestman right now. Here's the thing though at Harbaugh and. Which could make his Michigan—he could start his Michigan tenure out better than anything else. He was originally with San Diego Pioneer Football League. His first season there, seven and four, four and one in the conference. The next season, eleven and one, four and zero oh in conference. The next year, eleven and one, seven and zero oh in conference. Then he goes to Stanford. Okay, took over Stanford at a four and eight season. Each year got better. Four wins, five wins, eight wins. Boom. Andrew Luck, 12 wins. That's just how it was. And I think we're seeing Jim Harbaugh say, hey, you know what? I'm a good coach. I can do it with Michigan. And Ohio State fans, do not get me wrong. I know you're probably, you've already rage-typed at this point because I'm talking about how great of a coach Jim Harbaugh is. Urban Meyer is still a great coach. Don't get me wrong. Look at the things he was able to do in Florida. Take that SEC spin and bring it to the Big Ten. However, I just, I feel like that's going to be one hell of a game in Ann Arbor. Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh. I kind of, right now, I want to give the edge to the maze in blue. I, I feel like Cardell Jones is going to screw up in that game. JT Barrett's going to come in and he can't save the day. Roxton Miller might have to go back to playing quarterback that day or that day.
0: No, I, I don't agree. I, I, I don't think that the, uh, your little boys in blue or whatever you called them, whatever, and blue. whatever sissy term you called them. <laughs> Uh yeah, it's not going to happen that, like that. Uh you know, I it's not even going to get to the point where Cardale Jones would screw up in that game. He would he will have already screwed up in another game if he's out. If he's still in, it means he's still the guy and he's still doing good things. But Can if I he's ask not, you a question? he's out. Bef- well, before then. Yeah, sure, what's your question?
1: Okay, my question is November 21st. Ohio State plays Michigan State at home. Does that game win or lose? affect Ohio State going into the Michigan game November 28th either win or lose does that game against Michigan State affect what kind of a Buckeyes t- team we see in the regular season finale at, at in Ann Arbor
0: well certainly i think if it's a win it's it's a big big um kind of uh Morale boost. Morale boost. Yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm trying to think of an. Up- They're going to come out I was, fired I, I, up. I almost you're said saying, an up an uprising, but it's no. not. Um, but it's a morale boost. It's. It, it really put. It'll put them on a pedestal, saying yeah. we've still got this. If they lose that game, they lose that game. Then we may see the change in quarterback, mm-hmm. and we may see a different game against Michigan.
1: Let's say, for the sake of argument, they lose to Michigan State if they lose and they being the buckeyes if they lose to michigan state do you think against michigan we're going to see a buckeye team that looks shell shocked and gets beat by michigan or a or a buckeye team that comes in saying hey We've made the playoff with one loss before. You're going to see a We're Buckeye gonna come team. Out here and You're going to
0: see a Buckeye team that's going to go out there and they're going to fight no matter what. They're not going to look depleted. They're not going to look run down. They're not going to look sorry for themselves. That's not the way that Ohio State, the Ohio State, does
1: it. <laughs> the Ohio State. That's not University. the way. That's
0: not the way they do it. You will not see that. Mm-hmm. Ohio State's coming to play. That's for
1: sure. I want to ask you one more question about Michigan before we get oh to our gosh, secret Oh my gosh, get off
0: this fucking Michigan shit.
1: One thing, and it's only because I saw them, and you love this team I'm going to bring up. Give me a percentage that on Oct- October 10th in Ann Arbor, Northwestern beats Michigan. And then we stop talking about Michigan forever. Thank God, 75%. <laughs> 75. 75%. You think Northwestern can... Because they're another team that in the Big Ten could surprise people, especially how bad they looked last year.
0: Well, they've shown that they can shut down an offense with their defense. They did that with Stanford. Did you see Stanford's offense? And then Stanford
1: played the Trojans, and it was like, whoa, that's what they look like?
0: Yeah. So, yes, Northwestern, 75% chance that they will beat Michigan.
1: Okay. We got our secret picks. You can check out our...
0: Finally, we're done talking about Michigan. My <laughs> gosh, I felt like I was like... Oh my gosh, like going to Michigan.
1: You can check out our picks video on the Most Valuable Podcast YouTube page. But what we do, if you're new to the podcast, on top of our five weekly picks on the YouTube channel, this is where we get the secret pick of the week. I don't know what's coming from Brandon. He doesn't know what game... Is coming from me. Brandon, go first. What game do I get?
0: You get North Carolina, Georgia Tech.
1: Oh, that's a tough one. North mm, At Georgia Tech? Correct. Mm.
0: If it helps, it's on at two thirty on You,
1: <laughs> I kinda like I may be Georgia oh. Tech
0: lost two in a row.
1: I know, and North North Carolina's looked good,
0: but they beat Illinois.
1: I know that that's they not looked, right. That's they looked not, good. That's not that. right. I almost... looked, Illinois looked like shit in that game. Let's yeah, be I honest. I know. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with North Carolina on the road. Don't fail me now. Yours is gonna be. I'll give you a hit. You ready?
0: Yeah, sure. You know how I do with your hints. Not well.
1: Big 10 conference game. Okay. Big 12 conference game.
0: Big 10 or Big 12? Big 10. You said Big 10 and then Big 12. Which one is it? Big Big, 10. Big Big 22. The Big 10. The Big 22. Okay. Big 10. Big 10
1: conference game. Big 10 conference game. What do you think? What do you think I'm going to give you?
0: Well, I haven't thought of anything yet, so hold on. Tell me if you give up. Big Ten Conference game. Minnesota-Northwestern. Boom. That's it. All right. I was either
1: floating between that or Nebraska-Illinois, but then I'm like, you know what? He likes Northwestern. Let's give him a team that he doubted early in Minnesota and your Wildcats.
0: Minnesota on the road, Northwestern. It's in Evanston. Northwestern, number 16 they are taken down. Minnesota's the Minnesota's
1: only loss was a twenty-three to seventeen loss to at the time number two TCU, a team they played tough.
0: Oh, thanks, Ricky, for that stat. Now let me tell you, um, <laughs> Northwestern's only loss. Oh, they don't fucking have one.
1: No, they're four zero. There they're you go. 4-0. So you're going to go with the uh, the Wildcats yeah. on that one? Yeah, I'm going with them. Uh, well, we'll we'll see how uh, things turn out. I went North Carolina over Georgia Tech. Brandon goes Northwestern over Minnesota. That's going to do it this week for the Primetime Podcast. This is where you guys, if you haven't already, go leave a comment in the comment section. Tell us anything about what we talked about today. Do you agree with anything that we said? Disagree with what we said? Make sure to go follow me on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Brandon is at young underscore swan 19. Most Valuable Podcast is at most valuable Pod. If you're on the YouTube channel, go ahead, hit that like and subscribe button. It really helps us out. SoundCloud, you're going to want to go ahead, hit that repost and follow button. Thank you guys again for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody.
0: Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.